Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy Max is here. So is Bob Brainerd in for Greg Matzik. Debbie Lazic is here and Adam Roberts. TGGKB is doing the show this afternoon. TGGKB. Uh, little help there. What? Well, we really can't get into that on the radio, Bob. Okay. We will Sorry. share that with you later. <laughs> All right, here. There is news in Wisconsin about phone numbers. The Public Service Commission has announced that additional area code, one additional area code, will be coming to the 920 area code. So the 920 is basically Green Bay. It's down through the Fox Valley, and then it goes to Beaver Dam, through Oshkosh, and over to Sheboygan, Sturgeon Bay, and Watertown. Mm-hmm. And... There are so many people with so many telephones up there that they are adding a new phone number. It's going to be 274. 274. Okay. Remember when they added 920? That wasn't of course. a thing. And there was like, people said that was because of Reggie White. Remember that? that? No, really? It Is wasn't, that... but people were trying to look for a connection. So okay, it was sure. 920. Whatever helps you dial. Sure. So couldn't we do like 120 for Aaron Rodgers? Well, it's funny that you say it because I was immediately going to ask Bob, like, who's the best Packer 27? Because you could say something Favre, you know, 274. 274. 27-4. That my mind immediately went Who and went Favre, to. yeah. Who and yeah. Favre, yeah. Who's 27? There's not many 27s in, in, in the sports. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure someone Baseball? on the talking text slide will be. Oh, I'm mean, sure someone's shouting at their radio right yeah. now. How do you, you not remember idiot. this player? Yeah. So by this time next year, they're going to run out of new numbers in that 920 area code. So they're starting to hand out new ones now, and it will be an overlay, which means they'll still have the 920. They're not going to divide it up like if you live in 274, you're Appleton. If you, it's just going to be when they run out of numbers in that geographic area, they start assigning 274. Okay. So there will always be 920. They'll add 274 as they run out of the 920 phone numbers. Is there anything uncool about that? Is there somebody who doesn't want a 274 number? Because they want to have 920 because they want to be associated with the cool city like Green Bay. Sure. Ooh. I want, the like Fox a, Valley, baby. Like Chicago when they split off the 312. That was a really and it was big, a big deal. deal. That if you had 312, you were in the city proper or had had your phone a long time. That was a big deal. And uh, Or were a suburbanite or a city person uh, and in New York... There was a real stigma when nine one seven started because yep. you wanted two one two. If you're gonna, if you're gonna spend the money to live in Manhattan, baby. So they in Chicago they did it different. I think. I think in Chicago, they didn't overlay like we're doing here. They decided three one two is going to be Chicago mm-hmm. and a little bit of Cook County. So if you lived in Lake County or Kane County, they stripped away your three one two, and you got the new prefix, you which was eight four seven or seven zero eight. Yeah, you didn't get to keep three one two. At least we're letting you folks up in Green Bay keep 920. I'm kind of surprised that when you think about Chicago and the size, that there isn't already another three-digit yeah. area code. Rudy Gobert wears 27. Oh, if you want to bring it up to uh, today's Rudy Gobert. sports news, he's 27. <laughs> but, but I mean, guys, I'm, I got nothing locally. You know, Jose Altuve, Carlton Fisk, Catfish Hunter. Nothing here, though, huh? Nothing locally of, like, famous 27. Yeah. So you're on your own, folks. Okay. To remember 274. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, we did. We tried to give you some Packers connectives there. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Up next, we're going to give you some depth on that shooting of the police officers in northwest Wisconsin. Steve Peterson, detective, SWAT member, with us on what it's like to execute these traffic stops in today's world.
couple of small communities in northwest Wisconsin are mourning the loss of police officers who were killed in the line of duty today. I'm sorry, over the weekend. Emily Breitenbach of Shatek and Hunter Scheel of Cameron died during a traffic stop. They got out, and sources tell me they were ambushed and shot in the face with a rifle, and they died. They've been escorted to the medical examiner's office in Minnesota, just over the border. They will be escorted back, and a funeral with all the rites will take place. Uh, my friend Steve Peterson is a former Waukesha County detective, Waukesha County SWAT member, and currently a law enforcement consultant and one of the brightest guys I know, and he is with us. Hey, Steve, thank you so much for making making some time for us. You bet, John. Good afternoon. Um, I want to vent for a second and get your take on this because one of the newspaper articles I read said, during a routine traffic stop, blah, 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 haven't we learned by now there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop? I mean, that's the danger with all of these law enforcement interactions, isn't it? It it certainly is. And uh, I think uh, people kind of lose uh, the focus that a traffic stop may be routine in the officer's uh, daily duties, but there's certainly uh, nothing routine about the interaction and the potential uh, for danger, as we as we just saw. So, Steve, you consult with local departments, and there's no doubt that the world has changed. It's always been a very dangerous place if you're in law enforcement. But are departments training different, or are they thinking differently as officers approach cars, whether it be a rural or urban area, because of the world that we live in now? Well, pretty much. Uh, I mean, certainly the the uh, the concept of the training is always evolving, and we always learn from lessons learned and best practices as to the best way to affect a traffic stop. Uh, but um, inherently, um, making contact uh, with a vehicle always has the potential uh, for danger, and uh, it's just something that uh, is always being evaluated and looked at from a law enforcement standpoint of uh, is there something we can do differently to make these vehicle contacts and now what are the next steps to support the families of these two officers because i know you've been really involved in the community to support families who go through this boy i i I tell you sandy this is uh you know whenever this happens this is a tough day uh and sometimes i think that uh, you know the, the general public associates uh, officers being killed in the line of duty happening in a big city or a metro area. I mean, you know, this is small town USA. You know, departments with less than you know ten officers, and I think one department had less than than five officers. And you take that where they know everybody in the communities they serve, and now you have the the fire rescue side of the house. That more than likely these are all volunteer firefighters coming to this scene where these are officers that they know and they probably know not only from the community from church from school from the grocery store so uh, this is just really devastating not only from the law enforcement side of the house but the the community and um i i don't know uh, uh, almost beyond explanation i don't know how some of these smaller departments uh, recover but they certainly are going to need the support of the community and the outlying area of the community, the, the state of Wisconsin especially. So I was, I was glad to see that uh, I think one of the local banks has already uh, stepped up some uh, fundraising efforts uh, because this is, this is going to be a, a tough road for them by, by, for sure. 
Former Detective Steve Peterson is with us. To your point, Steve, in the town of Cameron, they have three full-time officers. In Shatek, they have five. I mean, these are very, very small departments. And if you uh, take an officer out of that mix because they've been killed or injured, and now you have others that are trying to recover because their best friend has been killed or injured, do other departments historically step in? Will they help the work get done because the work won't stop? Yeah, absolutely. They they will, in fact, do that. The Sheriff's Department... uh, will uh, step up and uh, cover calls for service in the community, as I'm uh, certain maybe some of the outer outlying communities as well as the, the state patrol. So the, the needs and of the community from a law enforcement uh, safety standpoint is going to be met. It's, it's just going to be met uh, in the interim by surrounding jurisdictions. Steve, I hesitate to even say this because it hurts my heart, but if one of my two girls told me they wanted to go in law enforcement, I, I would be worried and upset, and I wouldn't want them to do that. And if their heart was set on it, I would say, then you will do it, and we will support you. But I hate even having the thought that this is such a dangerous profession now, despite how important it is, that I would be reluctant to want them to do that. Our numbers, are numbers, are we seeing less people want to go into law enforcement? Uh, I haven't looked at numbers recently, but, but statistically over the past couple years, those numbers uh, have been down for for a variety of reasons, um, but it it's certainly um, uh, it's it's a, a noble profession. Yep. You're you're serving the community, uh, but it is dangerous, and um, you know that's that's tough for a, a lot of people, and it's got to be nerve wracking uh, for parents. I, I get it, I, I get it, but uh, there there is honor in in serving your community, just as as you know, honor in, in serving your country and the armed forces. There's no doubt about that. I want to thank you for your service. You put yourself in the line of fire and danger for many, many years, Steve. Thank you for always giving us some perspective. You betcha, John. Steve Peterson, former detective in the Waukesha Sheriff's Office. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Peter Algis Brighton is Nansky is with us. Hello, Niz. How was Easter? Uh, Easter was great. Today was great. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Spring has sprung, guys. It has. I saw a tweet from you this afternoon where you said, I'm doing it. I'm putting 80s in the forecast. An 80. Got to. Yep, I got to. I know it sounds crazy, um, but today we got up to 72 so far, uh, and I would say that our our southwest wind is even stronger by Wednesday, and there'll be no chance of any sort of lake uh, breeze or factor, and uh, what we call 850 temperatures. Uh, So you get 850 millibars up in the sky, a little bit higher up above the surface. Um, That's a good area that we look for where we'll see, like, basically, like, where you get your steering influence of, of... the type of temperatures that we're going to see, those are significantly higher by Wednesday. So I do think we're going to make a good run at 80 degrees. Because you know, Niz, Bob Brainerd opened every single window in his house yesterday, yep. and they're still open. <laughs> I did it. I did it, Niz. <laughs> I didn't do it yesterday, uh, but I did it this morning. Uh, I got the windows open. It's awesome. That breeze in the air in the in the house, it's freshening things up. It's perfect. Uh, I, I can't wait to keep the windows open tonight, too. I don't care what the missus says. They're staying home. Oh, yeah. There you go. Be diligent. And there's no humidity yet. I slept with them open last night. It was fantastic. This means a lot of things are going to be blooming, and we look to you, Brian, also for Mm -hmm. updates on what we don't like to talk about, but 
Allergies? Allergies, yes. Uh, yeah, here's the bad with the warmth. Uh, the bad will be allergy season is here. But I must say, most of the pollens that are being registered right now in southeastern Wisconsin, which is high, by the way, um, most of the pollens are actually um, transplants from somewhere else. Uh, the pollen from, like, say, Illinois, portions of Missouri, that strong southwest wind is bringing uh, all that pollen from the trees that are a little bit farther along uh, to the southwest of us. So we're just getting going with the pollen. One other bad thing with the warmth, we still have a lot of winter dead vegetation on the ground. So as we warm up, we have low humidity and we have strong southwest winds. There is some fire danger. In fact, uh, Smokey the Bear, the sign would say very high with the fire danger for today through the DNR. So just check with your municipality if you plan on doing some burning. I know a lot of people will out in, the, out in the sticks like to burn up their brush uh, out in the field. So just be careful. That surprises me because it's such a soggy pile of yuck in my yard that yeah. it doesn't seem dry enough to burn. It's a very good point. Um, and I do think in many cases that will suppress like major, major fire risk here. Um, but you can't ignore the you know a lot of the top layer brush that's brown out there that's dead that has a little ways to go before we start to really truly green up. Niz, so, you know you know who that's else the, is, you know who else is coming this week? Niz? Who's coming? The uh, the Orioles and yes. the hummingbirds. I love the Orioles. So <laughs> yeah. So if oh. if you got your feeders, they yep. like grape jelly or grape jam. That the, the that. Orioles eat those, and then of course the hummingbirds and oranges. The Orioles love the oranges and, and the oranges, oranges right. and grape jelly. Yes, they will. The, will they, they, Will they scare away the robins? Because I got a robin. <laughs> no, no, nothing scares a robin away, <laughs> except that that white fox you got. Yeah. Yeah. Which animals. actually, honestly, it's done really well. We're in really good shape with that. However, I got more of a varmint problem. Uh, I took the patio uh, cushions out of their little storage yep. box uh, oh. for the first time this morning, and about half of them are ruined because there was a mouse that was in oh, there. And he chewed oh. through about half of them. Oh. Yeah, so that was very nice. Not uh, he wasn't nice. still in there, though. Oh, yes, he was. Oh, and, oh. Uh, it was uh, it was a fun game with the kids as far as open up, <laughs> grab this one, there he goes, grab this one, there he goes, until he latches onto one of them, and next thing you know, we all scatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> he, like, jumped out. Uh, it was good stuff. Uh, the good stuff that we fun get. at the Niznansky household, let me tell you. It, it, it is. The kids were off today, too, so I'm glad they're around for that excitement. <laughs> yeah. Hey, lead us through the next five days, Niz. Uh, looks awesome, guys. Mainly clear tonight, 51 degrees. For tomorrow, 77. Mostly sunny for Wednesday. Sunny and windy. A high of 81 degrees. The record, by the way, Wednesday is 82, so we're going to be close. Thursday, sunny, windy, and warm. A high of 80. The record on Thursday is 79. And then Friday, mostly sunny, windy, still warm. A high of 76 degrees. We darn jumped to summer, guys. All right. Brian Nisnansky, good stuff. Talk to you tomorrow, bud. Yep. See you. All right. Let's talk some baseball with Brewers broadcaster Lane Grindle. Lane, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are we doing today? Excellent. You know, part of the fun with this team, and it's been such a great start, is that there's so many young guys, and some of them we knew a lot about, some of them we didn't know as much about. When you think about the young guys on this roster who have stepped up, does one guy surprise you more or kind of grab your attention more than the others? I think if you went back to the beginning of spring training, if you told me that Joey Weimer was going to be up by the second day of the season, and have the impact he has had, I might have been surprised by that. I, I'm not surprised in the talent of Joey Weimer. Everybody was aware of that. He was a top 100 prospect at different points over the course of his journey to the big leagues. But I would have had him 
you know, maybe not as close to the big leagues as Garrett Mitchell, who made his debut last year, or Bryce Terang. And yet, here he is, and he's had a huge impact. He's really made a big impact defensively, and I think that gets overlooked a little bit. We're, we're focused on what these guys are doing at the plate, and rightfully so, because they've been outstanding. But I think the defense that they've brought and their athleticism in the field is as big a deal as what they've done offensively. So we have the cheese head now to celebrate the home run. Does that mean, Lane, <laughs> is the bell gone? Is, is the bell been retired from the dugout? So I, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but my observation, and this is year eight for me in the big leagues, is that the dugout kind of gimmicky stuff that we do to celebrate home runs or celebrate big moments it's got to be fresh every year. Nothing carries over. So, you know, the bell was last year. They had the gauntlet a couple of years ago where they were throwing confetti and, and all that fun stuff. Um, so I think every year you got to come up with new ideas. And I think the cheese head is this year's idea. It's kind of simple. It's kind of easy, but it also fits. I mean, it, it, the, the fans love it, right? It's Wisconsin to, to a T. So, um, yeah, I think the bell is gone. That was 2022. It's 2023. It's the year of the cheesehead. Lane, the cheesehead crown is hilarious. And I think part of it was I was there on the second night where there were five home runs in a row. So you can get into a rhythm of enjoying the <laughs> cheese coronation. Do you know how this started? Uh, you know, I don't know exactly how it originated, but, um, you know, I. Willie Adamas is always in the middle of all of this stuff, one way or another. Um, he's w- always one of the most eager participants in these types of things, and it's just fun. I mean, it's the guys having a great time together. And in, in the other night when they hit five, you almost had to have a second cheesehead because guys weren't all the way to the end of the dugout before <laughs> another home run was hit, and so you had to rotate them around a little bit to make sure everybody had a chance to wear it. But um, this is the great part of baseball. I think guys' personalities and teams having fun together coming out, it's really good for the sport, and um, it's been a fun group to be around here to start this year. There is a lot of energy. There is a lot of connectedness. You hear that term thrown around a lot with the Brewers and Craig Council and, and kind of how he wants to build the culture here. And, boy, it's been as good a start as you could ever imagine. Lane Griddle with us on WTMJ. Talk about the division a little bit, Lane. What do you expect out of this division? I think this division's much better than what it's been the last couple of years. The Cardinals are off to a slower start, but they're going to get right, and they're going to be right there before it's all said and done. They're a very talented team. That is a really good lineup, and the Brewers pitched them extremely well over the weekend. So I wouldn't hit the panic button about St. Louis, even though they're off to a 3-6 and six start. I think the Reds are better. They've got a really good front three in their rotation. Uh, the lineup probably is down a ways when you start stacking up the division, but they've got three guys at the front of that rotation that could make it a really bad weekend for somebody that's a contender uh, on any given weekend. So I think the the Reds are a year better. Uh, the Pirates had some tough news with O'Neill Cruz going down because he's a really exciting player, but they're also better too. So the bottom of this division is not what it's been the last couple of years where you're counting on those teams to maybe lose 95 to 100 games I don't think that's going to be the case with those two teams this year I think they are not necessarily postseason contenders but I think they're much more respectable clubs and then the Cubs are better too Um, I, I don't know where the Cubs stack up in terms of the Cardinals and Brewers I still think that the Brewers and the Cardinals are going to be the two class teams in this division that you expect to be fighting it out Uh, in the NL Central, but the Cubs are much better, and I'm going to be curious to see what they turn into as this year goes along. And 
Lane, don't hit the panic button with Corbin Burns start as well. He'll get it right, won't he? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I'm not even remotely concerned. I mean, it's been two not his standard types of starts, but again, we're talking about two starts. Um, it's it's such a small sample size right now that everything gets exaggerated a little bit, good or bad. Um, there are ups and downs over the course of a season. The guys that have been there and done that and have the experience and I think the mental ability to kind of compartmentalize everything and just stay steady throughout and not get too high or low, uh, when those inevitable ebbs and flows come, they have such an advantage over this marathon of a season. And, and Corbin's one of those guys. That's one of the things that he really worked on at the end of the 2019 season, and it's made such a difference for him going into 2020 and then, of course, the Cy Young Award in 21 and a great follow-up year to it last year is that Corbin doesn't panic. He is not concerned. He will go to work and try to find little things he can clean up and get better at, but he understands how good he is and what he's got in front of him over the course of this season. So not very concerned about Corbin. Lane Rindle with us on WTMJ. You know, Lane, I've often said in casual conversation amongst friends that there would be nothing better in my life than to be the brother of Lane Grindle because you're just such a great guy. <laughs> on this National <laughs> Siblings Day, do you have brothers and sisters? <laughs> I have two sisters. They are older. Um, so I was the baby, and I, I did not have a brother. So, you know, John, I mean, uh, we can uh, make like wow. honorary brothers. <laughs> okay, I like that. that. Done and done. What do yeah. you think? All right, mark it down. I'll, <laughs> Spit I'll... on a handshake. That's all it takes, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> I'll get the yeah, paperwork started exactly. if we need that, too. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm in. Hey, have a great call, Lane. It's always good to catch up with you. Great start to the season. Always fun to have you. Thank you, Lane. You bet. Thank you.